Long ago in ancient times, there was a school of magic rhymes. It prophesied the mystic nights, the true young heroes, brave and bright. Then the dark forces came, brought the people endless pain. Now the children have no fear, come to know the mystic nights are here. Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a thing for pop culture and then we talk about it. I'm Sky. I am Jake. Um, maybe the most enthusiastic intro you've ever done. <laughs> it started with a little energy. No, it didn't. Sure, I started loud and then energy went quiet. is different like than enthusiasm, group. Sky. <laughs> you can be super energetic about your lack of enthusiasm. That's true. As I am day to day. Sky, give yeah. these people what they paid for. <laughs> Pretend like you care. I do care. This is a very slow, unenthusiastic episode, but... Literally nothing happens, except uh, Crystal gets broken. But we're watching the Mystic Knights of Tiernano episode uh, 18? Uh, yes. It's called Aiden's Choice. Yeah. It's not great. No, and even by Mystic Knight standards. <laughs> I do appreciate the ending, though. It uh, is a unique way to end one of the episodes where they usually confess everything that happened in it. The like, lies start to add up. <laughs> yeah. Well, the last time Aideen pulled some shit on Deirdre, she was like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. And then Deirdre's like, if you do it again, I'll kill you. She did say something to the effect of tearing her wings off. Yeah. So Aideen is right to keep the secrets of this episode. Yep. The secrets of her choice. <laughs> Which Aideen's choice is not getting whether or not she needs to get an abortion. Right. I just, I, I got to get it out of the way now. <laughs> That is true. That is not what partakes in this episode. I mean, but if she needed one, it is her choice. Sure. But not just in this instance, that is not the choice she has to make. Correct. And I feel as though she could probably do something magic. There's probably something that, that Tiny King can do. <laughs> he can perform a magic abortion? Well, I mean, that or reverse time or... Um, I mean, either way, no matter how you go about it, Sky, it's still a magic abortion. Yeah. Well... I mean, these were dark times. It's true. I mean, <laughs> the streets are already paved with dead commoners. <laughs> just because of the dragon that's on their side. Yeah. <laughs> that was just from Tuesday. Uh, anyhow, uh, the, the knights come a run into the castle uh, for not an urgent reason. I guess they're just done fighting for the day. No, I mean, yeah, they're not running to the castle. They're coming well, back from fighting. No, that we saw them running. Oh. Like a second ago. Well, they, but maybe then, they had to go to the bathroom. That could be. Or maybe they just run everywhere like it's a video game. Um, but they're remarking how it was neat to see the Kells troops actually put up a fight that mattered. For a change. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how they get there, but Aideen starts bragging about how if she was a people, she would have like armies trembling at her. And I think they're talking about how tough they are because they're mystic knights. Could be. And mystic knights are tough. It's true, except for Angus who wants to... Wants a beer and a bath. Yeah. Who could blame him? That's fair. He probably did get a lot of other people's blood splattered on him. Yeah. His mace isn't exactly a finesse weapon, so. <laughs> yeah, that chain is pretty short, so when you bash someone in the, <laughs> in the, in the head. You get blood and brains every which way. Yep. But there's a comment about how there's more troops on Maeve's end than there used to be or something, and then we cut to the, the, the castle of Maeve, and there's like, I don't know, nine of her on the screen? Because this show refuses to keep any secrets, so right. the second a question is raised, the next scene answers what what is happening. <laughs> so the babies can follow along. 
Are you calling me a baby, Sky? <laughs> I would have been very yes. worried about Kells if I had found out the troops of Tamara had too many yeah. troops or something. Indeed. Weird costuming choice for Maeve this time around. It looks as though she's got some sort of outer leather underpants on, but that just seems to be some weird part of her dress skirt. And it's it's like, a, yeah. It's an arrow pointing directly to her nethers. But then she's wearing like a, a lace tablecloth <laughs> Sweater over it. <laughs> it's a lo- it's a lovely cardigan. It is a nice cardigan. It's um, a little little old fashioned for my taste, but yeah. Well, you finally got over your grandma thing. <laughs> um, but she mentions to the general uh, how she's got some magic prism that's breaking pe- like it reproduces people. Are, are they tangible? We'll never find out. Yeah, that's a good question. Is it just to freak people out? Like when you multiply the troops, yeah, or think, can they do anything? Because yeah, that would be definitely an effective. Uh, yeah, a confusion tactic to have non-real troops fighting a guy. So you got like three people, two of them are fake. It's like double team in Pokemon, the cartoon, where there are extra versions of him, and they would fight. Um, but that that'll never get like answered. I don't know. Mav says some more stuff, but I forget what it was, and it's kind of un- inconsequential. Yeah, we jump over to Tiernino where Aideen has gone to sulk, and she's talking to some guy in a red hat, and I'm pretty sure she calls him Red Hat, um, because she's complaining how she's not a people and how she wants to be one. And Red Hat's like, I can't, I don't have that. Yeah, he's power. not. I'm, he's not a magic guy. I'm just a guy. She should really go. You want a hot dog or not, lady? <laughs> He should really go talk to, you know, go talk to King or uh, Vinvarin. Yeah, and also is Aideen supposed to be taller or smaller than these? I think she's smaller than them. Okay, because she is definitely smaller in this shot. The little hunchback one that always rats them out to Queen Mav shows up, and Aideen threatens it with a stick because he's clearly a bad guy. But then he has what she wants, so she says, "Okay." Yeah, she's sold pretty. She sells out real fast. Because apparently Queen Mav can make you a, a tall people. If you just trust me, the guy who screwed you over multiple times and is definitely affiliated with the <laughs> villain of the series. Right? Look at his color scheme, if nothing else. Yeah. But we just jump instantly over to uh, Queen Mav's castle. And Aideen is having a heart-to-heart saying, I want to be a big person so I can get laid, finally. And uh, Maeve says, yeah, I could do that, but... Because there's always a but. For me. Well, she learned it from her dad, the, by which I mean Miter, who uh, always insists on getting paid. She's like, get me a lock of Queen, or Queen, Princess Deirdre's hair. I summed up the scene too fast. And I was trying to see if uh, Aideen <laughs> was an actual actor who had been in other things. <laughs> but IMBD will, will tell you. It sure will. And she's been in stuff, nothing that I've seen. I bet one of them's an NCIS or something. They've all been in Something an NCIS like or a Law and Order. Um, actually, no, she's not in any of those. Well, that, that is genuinely shocking. But Aideen um, says she'll think about it, and then she flies away. When we get back to Castle Kells, Rowan is standing atop the stairs trying to give an inspiring speech to, like, 40 people because they're low on troops, and I guess they're doing the whole uh, abduction and retraining thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know... Because so many people in Kells have died because of the stupid war. I mean, so there are a lot of orphans they need to uh, <laughs> use this fodder. That's right. Put them out on the front. Draw them in like bait. Right where you put orphans. Well, who's going to miss them? <laughs> no one. That's that, who. That's right. Aideen shows up and steals some of Ang- or, uh, steals some of Deirdre's hair. 
And Deirdre looks at Angus and says, don't be a dick. Why would you pull my hair? This isn't the fucking playground. And then he's like, why do you always get accused of stuff? Which is true. Why does he always get accused of stuff? Because he's the comic relief. Oh, yeah. If something doesn't happen to his asshole, something has to happen to him (laughs) in, like, reputation. So uh, Deirdre, not Deirdre, Aideen Aideen gives Maeve the, the hair and... Queen Mev follows through on her promise and she zaps her wings right off. Yeah. People fize her. For a second I thought she was just gonna turn her into a person but not make her big. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been funny. That's <laughs> technically what they agreed to. Because you're as good as dead at that point. Yeah. Just soccer kicker. <laughs> right into the wall. Um but Aideen's thrilled. I'm shocked that Mav held up her end because there's no reason for her to have done that. Right, she got what she wanted. Why didn't she just blow her up? Right. But Aideen uh, gets a wonderful wig. Yeah. And a, a nice blue tunic and some pants. Like, how come she gets pants and Deirdre doesn't? She's not as sexy. <laughs> That's how you your position in um, society back then was based on your sexiness. Oh, is that right? She's, so the she's, height of your hem d- determined the, the stock of your worth? Yeah, she's uh, fourth from the sexy I see. top. Who's number two? Uh, Angus. <laughs> number three? Um, King Dad? Yeah. Really into that beard? So, uh, Aideen runs off. Uh, you know, happy, and Mav, uh, you know, continues plotting, whatever. So we jump back over to Castle Kells, and somehow Aideen, as a people, got into the castle and up to, like, the lookout areas and is doing, like, a hopscotch. Well, the way the way Rowan says it, it sounds like she got fr- there from the outside. Because he says, why don't you use the door like a regular person? But why would she scale the wall when there's doors? Because she doesn't understand how to be a person. Sure, but you go through the openings. Like, she's been around people long enough to know. And I think she goes through the openings as a fairy. Yeah, she does. But she falls off the wall and crashes into Rowan, and they have a moment where he's like, I th- you're kind of familiar. It's like that Seinfeld where Elaine falls in love with the guy from the commercial because <laughs> she recognizes him. Uh, the Wiz? Yeah. So nobody beats him. <laughs> Um, uh, also, uh, Deidre's like fully clothed in this scene, Sky. Like, she never wears pants. Yeah, but she's wearing like a long skirt, like down to her feet, mm-hmm. and uh, her sleeves go all the way to her glovens. Yeah, she does have like actual clothes on instead of the weird stitched together ones, which is kind of nice. Meanwhile, Aideen runs the, this obstacle course that looks extremely easy and includes a nut shot to a, 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 a bag full of grain, I'm assuming. Sky likes to. Um, you know, apply nuts where none none go. Or do you think that bag is full of nuts? <laughs> I mean, it's that's, a literal nutsack. It could be. Uh, but she runs the obstacle course very quickly. Apparently, even though it's mostly it's made of sticks and swinging bags. And I mean, like, it looks kind of fun. Yeah, but not like difficult. No. But she goes through faster than any of the the uh, faster than any of the other commoners. And Angus is like, I could go faster. And Deirdre double dog dares him to do it. She goes in 24 seconds, and he says, I could do it. In 12. No, well, he says, I could do it faster. And He Deirdre, says 20. Yeah, Deirdre's like, uh, if you're so good, why not 12? And yeah. he's like, uh, hell yeah. So, so then Ivar counts loudly. Yeah. It's not like they have a stopwatch or a second hand. He's just arbitrarily counting. Did they even have time back then? I mean, as we know noon it. noon time, no, certainly not. I mean, I don't know how prevalent the sundial was. Yeah, wait, they got no shadow time. That's how I you mean, know it's, it's noon. It's, Kells, it's always cloudy there. It's true. 
the guy the guy who just casually <laughs> bats the yeah the, the there's jumpy like a, thing around there's like an x and it's being spun very lackadaisically by a, a surf who's just you he's know had enough he's done but uh agus does pretty well he goes pretty quick until he gets hit with a bag and falls into some water luckily he falls in the correct way yeah so he doesn't kill himself yeah. and everybody laughs at him because he's, he's a comic relief also, I mean, he doesn't do pretty well. I mean, he gets through it, but he's not going faster than Aideen. I mean, they were going about the same speed. No, he they by that point, they were past 24. Well, they also weren't counting when Aideen did it. She did about the same amount of time. They literally say you did it in 24. Someone was yeah, counting. Yeah, but nobody was counting. Like, not they out just loud. just assigned it a number. Uh, meanwhile, you Queen You can't Mav, assume their I can their assume anything. Guys. Uh, Queen Mav uses the hair to make a green ball of light come and like, gently tap Deirdre on the head. While everybody's laughing at Angus for being cold, I guess that's her regular skirt. Yeah, it's uh, it's not as it's longer than I. Uh, She's just not running around it. Sh- yeah, so it's not flowing in the breeze. It's definitely longer than her um armor skirt. Yes, that is absolute. The green ball light hits her in the head. She drops her stick, and then she just walks out of the castle all the way to Castle Maeve. Where two guards have apprehended her, they take no, a crossbow. She's wearing something completely different now because her she- arms are exposed. She's not wearing her cape, and I guess maybe her sleeves are detachable after all. Well, they they tie her up and throw her in a cell that's in the throne room of Queen Mav. I guess so. It's an all-purpose room. Yeah, they gag and shackle her and lock the door with a without a oh there is a lock they put on there okay. Um, and Queen Mav's just like you're gagged, so you can't call your armor. It's like you're also holding the weapon that is the key to her armor. That's a major part of it. That's like the whole first five episodes. Maybe she doesn't know that. Maybe she thinks once you have it, you have it. Maybe. Except she knows that's not how it works. But maybe once once you've unlocked it, it lives in you and not the gun. Oh, the magic was inside them all along. Yeah. You just had to unlock it with the gun. I see. So we jump back over to Castle Kells. Edina's is stalking Rowan. Rowan's looking for Deirdre. She went missing. And... Uh, Aideen has several emotions all at once where she's either horny or hungry or tired uh, or because she's still new to her human body. She doesn't know what's going on and apparently fairies don't have to eat. I guess so, yeah. Or or I stand by the fact that she's horny and she doesn't understand that. That could be. And Angus just, or I mean Rowan just thinks it's it's hunger. <laughs> it's the only feeling he has. Yeah. He's never felt horny because he's never seen <laughs> Ivar without a dragons. shirt. <laughs> he's never seen Ivar without a shirt. Did yeah. You say? So he's never known true horniness. Well, we don't know that he hasn't. For all we know, they do nothing but kiss off screen. <clears throat> Rowan says that he's looking for Deirdre. He, he's also looking for Aideen because she also is missing. Yeah, because and... Aideen could find Deirdre. He just wants to use Aideen. Yeah, he's like, Aideen could just fly around and find her in no time. And Aideen's is like, fairies suck, right? They're the worst. You know? They can't give you a hand job or nothing. Rowan's just like, no, nah, she's pretty cool. Like, she's smart and brave, I guess. And, like, she's got magic that I can use to my benefit. That part's implied. And then Aideen's just like, ah, I bonered this up. I shouldn't have become a I person. bonered this up. <laughs> At that moment, um, Angus and Ivar come running up. Ivar has no lines, but Angus says that uh, the king's looking for him. So they all skedaddle over to the throne room. And Aideen prances behind them sneakily. <laughs> As she's wont to do. 
they tell the king we don't we haven't found her and then at that exact moment uh Maeve maleficence into the room she's like i have your daughter <laughs> okay and then she just dips and then those guards didn't stab her why <laughs> why would she even tell them i don't know but those guards were behind her they could have buried those uh spears in the back of her skull like yep. right at the base of her skull just killed the fuck that out of her that is a very effective murder point so she she dips right after and then there's an act break and when we come back god is looking at the staff that Deirdre was holding from before and there's sparkles on it. He's like, these sparkles are from magic. I know sparkles and these are magic sparkles. <laughs> these definitely are because she was putting Christmas decorations away <laughs> and she's covered in sparkles now because every Christmas decoration has to have fucking sparkles That's on it. That's true. They would have needed something of her personal belonging to cause this magic sparkles. And Aideen's just like, ah, fuck me. That was me. I did that one. She says that to herself. She yeah. doesn't announce that to everyone. And she decides to go free Deirdre all by herself. What did you think Mav was going to do with Deirdre's hair, mate? Smell it. (laughs) Make a clone? Nothing good would have come from it. It was probably an interesting smell, for sure, back then. Sure. Everyone's hair stunk so bad. Different oils. Yeah. But we get a shot of Mav's castle, and troops are, like, magicking into existence outside it. And I guess they're mounting an attack, or going to pretend to. Yeah, they so, said first there were 20, and then they there were more, and then hundreds. and Yeah, now there's thousands or whatever. Because if you recall, the other plot of this is she has that crystal. <laughs> That's right. Um, so Angus and Ivar are going to the front lines to f- fight all of these thousands of soldiers, and Rowan's going to go to the castle and free Deirdre. But Aideen got there first, and she snuck in no problem, because... Security in these castles fucking sucks. Well, you need those 20 guys so when you multiply <laughs> later. But Aideen finds the multiplication prism pretty quick. It's two feet from Deidre's cell. Yep, completely unguarded. Also, it's not a super big castle. It's, I guess not. And also the the crossbow is there because why would we destroy that or hide it or keep it away from Deirdre? It's a, I would say it's a good two and a half feet. <laughs> On a little pedestal. You're right. It might as well be on the moon. Yeah. Um, Her hands were bound, Sky. I guess. Uh, so Aideen hands Deirdre the, the the crossbow, and Deirdre shoots the gate, and it just turns to dust. Like, she's got some sort of hyper-rapid erosion power now. And then Maeve shows up wearing a different costume. How many costume changes has she had? In this episode, a couple. Seems to all be in the same afternoon. Yeah. She's real she's got a real Katy Perry thing going on. <laughs> well, this is her war costume. Right, I guess that's true. She's going to go on. lead the Phantom Troops. Um Twenty of them are real. <laughs> at least. But um Deirdre morphs. I think she's the only one who morphs this episode. Yes. Everyone and, else talks about how they did it off screen. Yeah. Except for Rowan, who was just standing around because he couldn't find his fucking way. He was lost. Worthless. Fucking idiot. So um Aideen uh, fights the normal uh, henchman. Like, she grabs some spears and f- does some flips. There's one guy who just straight up jumps over her, you know, like, headfirst into the c- cement to, floor. And we're to believe that she did that, I guess? Yep. It was a judo toss. She very gently touched him as he <laughs> flew over her, I <laughs> suppose. Did. So instead of just using the erosion melting thing on Mav, or just shooting her in general, or using her wrist rocket laser beam, 
Mav challenges her to a sword fight, and you're just like, yeah, that seems like a good idea. Why doesn't she just disintegrate Mav and then just disintegrate every person who gets in her way between here and Kells, <laughs> and then disintegrate <laughs> the huge chunks of the castle until the castle crumbles down around her? Yeah. Or just, like, m- melt the earth in between and just set this island adrift. Yeah. Um, You're not using your magic properly. No. It's cheaper, though, if they do it like this. So the sword fight happens, and it's not awful. It's not great, but there's, like, I don't know. It it seems like they're trying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are an uncomfortable amount of, like, upskirt shots until Mav is finally done with it and grabs the Havoc staff. And instead of just killing everybody... She waits a very long time until Aideen hands the crossbow over to uh, Deirdre. And then Queen Mav continues to not do anything while Deirdre sh- chases a bunch of guards out. Then she goes to get the multiplication prism for some reason. Mav does. Yeah. Um, but Aideen has it and is, stands within arm's reach of, of Maeve. I, I would say closer than arm's reach. Yeah, they're, they're kissing distance. Um. And Aideen is basically telling her to change me back to a fairy. Oh, but why? Why wouldn't she just disintegrate you completely? Yeah, I, I mean she doesn't. But why didn't she? No one knows how to use their magic properly in this. It's very frustrating. Yeah, Deirdre conveniently ran out of the out of the room, so she doesn't know this is going down. Um, then Mav just she goes ahead and does it. And then Aideen uses the multiplication prism to make multiples of the prism and then pretends to give it to Mav but the, and then drops it on the floor as a fuck you. And it's, it goes kasmersh. Yep. And I guess that turned off all of the, the, the guards. Yeah. I was expecting some of these guys who Deirdre was fighting to disintegrate because the, the crystal was gone. But they're all real people. I guess. That she's murdering. <laughs> she's just beating the shit out of. But I guess all of the troops that Ivar and Angus are facing off screen disappeared. Meanwhile, Deirdre goes back to where Queen Mav is and holds the gun on her and continues to not shoot her to death. And Mav does her ninja vanish and... Uh, <laughs> she throws down a smoke bomb. Of green fire and disappears. <laughs> you live here. Where did you go? Just in the next room. <laughs> Maybe. Look, well, you know what? If I could just disappear in a flash of green flame and a bee somewhere else, I would do. I would never walk again. No, there's no reason for it. Just like if I wanted to be over there in this room, I would just. This guy, I got a beard haircut in the microphone thing, and it really hurts. <laughs> oh, I got it. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> That's never happened before. <laughs> Dangers of podcasting, man. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, we cut to further later that day. Deirdre and Rowan are home already. Uh, they're petting a dog in front of the fire, which seems like a lovely day, actually. I, I was going to say, that's really that's where a, you want to be, is petting a, good a dog time. in front of a fire. Yeah. And uh, Deirdre's telling them uh, about what had happened. And Aideen shows up, and Rowan's like, oh, there you are. She's like, did you miss me? I guess. You didn't bang any weird villagers while <laughs> I was away, did you? And Deirdre tells the tale of the nameless woman who helped her escape. And Angus concedes that she was a good warrior. Deirdre says, I haven't seen her since the castle. But So you left the castle without her. Yep. 
You weren't like, where's that lady who helped me? Yeah, nope. They were in the heart of the enemy territory, Jake. So she presumed she got killed. Yeah. Or held captive and worse things happened to her. Yeah, or disintegrated like we should have had to have happened. No, she knows nothing actually. Like, th- they won't use their magic to actually harm anyone. I guess. Just wrap them in green snakes or something. Yeah. But everybody's talking very well of this woman. And Aideen tries to do, like, a, a backflip, but the wires don't let her in the green screen, so it, it fails and that's the end. And she never admits that uh, it was her fault, which is smart. <laughs> yes. It's the smartest move of this whole episode. Yep. If you recall, Deirdre did threaten to rip her wings off. Right. I don't think Deirdre would have too much trouble murdering her. No. Well, maybe. Smashing her to bits. I mean, she's got that Erzuka. She'd just knock her out of the sky. Yeah, and then stomp on her. <laughs> Smoosh her up good. As she should. <laughs> She, uh, if Deidre found out, I think this she would never be... making me pants. <laughs> she would be perfectly in the right to fucking smush that fairy. Yeah, she's a princess, so she can just say whatever, and it'll happen if, anyway. No, if someone has gotten you captured or turned to stone multiple times, you want to feel their bones crunching between. Oh, no, I get that. I'm just foot. saying. On top of all of that, she's also a princess, so she can just do whatever. That's true. That's what she's gonna have to do to uh, Angus later. <laughs> Is uh, make him disappear. <laughs> Have some guys take care of it. Like an Aladdin. Yes. Ties mace to his foot and huck him in the ocean. It always comes back to Aladdin with you. It does. It's a good movie. Uh, so, Jake, what was the most horrific part? I suppose the part where Aideen didn't get herself murdered <laughs> by her friends for betraying them for a second time in less than 20 episodes. <laughs> Uh, it's probably more than that. I, f- I don't remember any specific examples, but I feel like it's more. She's mostly helped them by making them pants, but she's really <laughs> fucked Deidre over a couple times. <laughs> yeah, she's really only concerned with uh, Rowan and his doings. What about you? Would you would you say anything about this was turtle-rific? Uh, I would say that uh, the idea of the multiplication prism is pretty turtle-rific. It just didn't have anything happen with it. Right. It wasn't used quite as properly. Yeah, it's a cool idea. It just went nowhere and happened mostly off screen. Yep. It was like a different episode was happening (laughs) elsewhere. Maybe we'll get that next episode. Here's the other side of the story. That would be kind of neat. Kind of. Uh, be like that Simpsons episode where everybody's stories told yeah. and then it wraps up at the end. That is good. Uh, who's the most likable or effective character? I'm going to say Ivar. Yeah? Yeah, he didn't say much. He counted down. <laughs> he did He did a good job at counting down. Yeah, I'll say this. He knows his numbers. He sure does. And he uh, he and he took Angus and they um, got to the, the front lines just in time to watch the bad guys disappear. So. Yeah. Uh, very effective that's true um i'm gonna give it to uh the evil hunchback tier to know because uh, all they like they got 18 to flip on her friends again without much like effort she's just like hey i know someone what can make you a people size she's very weak-willed <laughs> but they got it done that's the the spinoff show to this is uh, Hunchbacks of Tiernanog. <laughs> Tiernanog. Uh, 
So, Jake, what did you do for a pop culture palate cleanse? It's a good long, uh, uh, <laughs> while you think about what the next thing you're supposed to say is. Yep. Um, well, let's see. We uh, finished watching the last couple seasons of The Office because we had like just slowly been watching our way through it. And then mm-hmm. suddenly uh, we had a lot of free time because I didn't go to work ever. <laughs> um, Sounds nice. Oh, it's been great. But I go back tomorrow and um, every minute that goes by feels like a noose tightening around my neck. So I got that to look forward to. Um, we've been watching New Girl. We're in the third season of that. It's pretty good. I haven't watched, uh, rewatched a lot of that in a long time, so <laughs> it's fun to revisit. Sure. We saw uh, Little Women. That was pretty good. There. Uh, How little were they? Were they? I was sized? just. I was just gonna say all of them were pretty regular size, actually. It's false advertising. Uh, yeah, it's a thing that their dad called them once, so it's the it's what it's called, Sky. <laughs> You sh- you you should you'll see it and then you'll understand. <laughs> well, I- no, you won't see it, nor will you understand. And I saw Star Wars again because, uh, like I said, I didn't have to go to work, so mm-hmm. I had time to do cool things. Nice, like go see Star Wars again. Uh, I think that's everything that I did mostly. Well, I read a shitload of comics. I re- uh, I'm all caught up on the uh, Marvel Star Wars uh, main comics i read a bunch of the miniseries i didn't i didn't touch an actual book at all this <laughs> this break but i read a shitload of comics so that's fun how about you sky honestly i'm looking back at the week and i don't think i've done anything but work and sleep you probably cried somewhere in between those that's on the way to work so i count that as work oh okay um yeah like it was new year's so everything got pretty blurry not because I was drunk, but I was just like gonna say all of the uh, all my schedules off because I came here it to got your the, house for New Year's, which was pretty fun. It got it was the a, least blurry for you. It was, it was a hot dog and uh, karaoke party, so my voice got super shredded. You got to learn how to sing, Sky. I know how to sing. You clearly don't if your voice is getting ruined from singing. Well, we didn't have a microphone, so I had to yell over everyone. The, you can and still it, do that. It's yeah, called but projecting. if I just go to a bar and talk, I lose my voice, too. It's because you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're not using your diaphragm. You're using your throat. You're That's using not- your throat. No, I'm not. I don't lose my voice. <laughs> I 100% have always had my voice because I know how to talk. <laughs> Uh, um, there was once I caught some sort of illness and my voice was completely gone, but I didn't have like a fever or any other symptoms. <laughs> so you still had to go to work. Yep. Couldn't answer the phone though. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> but New Year's was fun. Uh, also, it also like that just threw off my whole week because I had a weird day off and then. It wasn't really a day off because I had a lot of things to do. Oh, well, imagine just uh, being off for two weeks straight and never quite knowing what the day is. And then suddenly it's the Sunday before you have to go back. Never knowing what day it is is kind of just how I live my life. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, oh, I tried to return my... I, I popped into a Walmart to return uh, something that I got in a white elephant. and uh, <laughs> You're supposed to keep those. I already have two waffle irons. I don't need a third. Oh, all right. Um, and I uh, asked them if I could return the TV I had ordered off of the internet. And I had them scan the barcode. And they're like, yeah, you can bring it in. I was like, cool. So I called my mom and I asked if I could use her truck. And she's like, yeah, I can just come out. I was like, that'll work too. Because then I'll have a second set of hands to help me lift uh-huh. that thing. 
um, we loaded it in the truck and then we brought it to Walmart and uh, brought it inside and the lady booped the thing and futzed around on the computers for a while. And she's like, well, I can give you a gift card. I was like, that's not what I'm interested in. <laughs> that is a sizable amount of money to spend at Walmart. Yeah, but I mean, you can spend that much money at Walmart, no problem. Yeah, but like, I can spend money uh, anywhere else. Yeah. Um, like on you know bills and stuff. Um, so apparently something happened on uh, the online ends where I couldn't return it because they futzed up or something, and I didn't want to push it too hard because then they'd be on to me. <laughs> so I still have a second TV, so I'm gonna have to either contact them to return it or try to sell it. So I'm gonna try and sell it. I would just take the gift card and buy your groceries at Walmart for a while. (laughs) Well, it's literally free money. Yeah. Well, until they hear this. Yeah. Luckily, they don't know my real name. Oh, I'll I'll write it down for them. You're a dick. (laughs) Hey, listeners, my real name's Robert. Isn't that weird? It's gross. Yeah. Try calling me that. It's weird. Anywho, I think that is about it for me in that week anything else to add jacob no usually remember stuff while i'm trying to talk yeah i uh oh i remembered a thing what that's what it's like oh what did you remember nothing (laughs) i was just being a dick sorry i did so much cool stuff that i can't pack it all into one moment sky (laughs) you should be yeah that's i think that's all okay well, thank you guys very much for listening. Um, you can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end. You can follow me. I am at Sandwich Surplus. You can. I said it backwards. I'm oh. sorry. That one wasn't on purpose. I, you can email the show. PopCultureFailure at gmail.com. Jake, now you can say your thing. Uh, what is my thing? <laughs> You're at Miss Middle West Love Affair. All right. That's the thing I said. Yep. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys very much. We will see you next week. Uh, yeah, uh, stay frosty. I th- really threw you off there. You did. <laughs>